I'm Jessica Denson, host of Lights On with Jessica Denson here on the Midas Touch Network, and I'm joined by Texas Representative James Tallarico, a rising star in the Texas legislature. Democratic Representative Tallarico, thank you for joining us on this special episode of Lights On. Thanks, Jessica. I'm, I'm honored to be here and, and grateful that you're covering what's happening in our state. Absolutely. Well, when we when we reached out to your office last week, it was because of this beautiful renunciation of this unconstitutional and, as you called it, unchristian bill that is before the Texas House to force public schools to display the Ten Commandments. And I was so excited to talk to you about that. And then, of course, we had this horrendous, horrendous news coming out of Allen, Texas this weekend, another mass shooting, eight people needlessly killed. And I, I can't help but thinking that this this all goes in there is a, a theme running between all of these stories one of the things that you said that was so beautiful to me in that speech on the house floor was that faith without works is dead and i know as you join us today that you have some works to share with us that are coming out of committee baby steps progress in um, the gun safety, the push for common sense gun safety legislation. Could you tell us about that, Representative Tellerico? Yeah, you know, today is a hard day to be a Texan. Um, many of your um, audience members know what happened in Allen, Texas on Saturday uh, with another mass shooting at a shopping mall. Uh, some folks may know about the uh, incident that happened in Brownsville, Texas, where migrants were run over by a vehicle. Um, so we have carnage in our state. And it hasn't even been a year since 19 babies and two teachers were uh, massacred in a classroom at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. And the legislature has done nothing to prevent these tragedies from occurring uh, after the legislative session. But because of the incredible advocacy of volunteers and activists, including the families from Uvalde. This morning, we got a committee vote on the bill that would raise the age to purchase an AR-15 from 18 to 21. And in the Texas legislature, that is an enormous success and it's something that we can build on for future sessions. And so I just wanna quickly uh, thank the, the advocates and activists who made this possible from folks at Moms Demand Action, every town and the Uvalde families. Without them, this vote would not have occurred. This bill would not be, would not pass out of committee and it wouldn't be on its way to the calendars committee. That's wonderful news. And I heard that two of your Republican colleagues joined in that vote to advance it out of committee. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful testament to the work of, of like you said, those advocates, their tireless um, push for just, it's it's really what most I think Texans and Americans want, in gun owner, owners included. There was a Fox News poll that came out the end of last month that said 87% of the country is in favor of background checks. 81% want in, in existing gun laws better enforced. 81% uh, want to raise the legal age to 21, as this bill would do. 80% um, want to ban assault weapons. This is not an unpopular position for, for most of the country. Um, and it's very encouraging to see uh, the, the members, especially of the Republican Party in your legislature, coming over and just 
simply coming in line with what is the will of of the voters. And Jessica, I'll say polling shows that 65% of Texas Republicans support raising the age Mm -hmm. from 1821 to buy these weapons of war. So this is a bipartisan issue. Um, I'm thankful that my colleagues had the courage to do the right thing. And again, I think this is really a testament to the folks outside this building who applied the pressure that was necessary to make this progress. Absolutely. And and I know you are a Christian Democrat, which I I, I take some, some personal um, just appreciation because part of my story is that I am a Christian and I was sucked into, um, let's just say, the mesmerism and propaganda of right-wing politics for a long time. Yeah. And yeah. it was due largely to this cover of Christianity that gave me a false sense of trust in certain leaders and politicians because of the the faith label that they that they subscribe to themselves, um, but often that that label is not borne out in practice. They do not display that Christianity, um, and I think that uh, we're starting off today with the gun issue. We we as um, as Christians, like I said, beginning this interview, faith without works is dead, like you so beautifully said, and we have to do more than just offer thoughts and prayers. We have to have those prayers lead to action, don't we? That's exactly right. You know, the Republican congressman who represents Allen, Texas in the U.S. House said over the weekend that the solution to the epidemic of gun violence in this country is more prayer. And as a devout Christian, I believe in the power of prayer. I think prayer can change lives and change the world, but there is something deeply cynical about asking God to solve a problem that you're not willing to solve yourself. God works through us. God moves through us. God has no other hands but our hands. We prayed and God sent moms from around the state (laughs) policies to prevent these massacres from occurring. And Texas Republicans ignored them. We prayed. And God sent these families from Uvalde who traveled 160 miles and waited 13 hours to testify for this bill, and we ignored them. And God sent Representative Tracy King of Uvalde, Texas, to sponsor and push this bill to raise the age. And until this morning, we were ignoring him. So we have to recognize that we participate in God's work. And to say anything else is biblical heresy. That was beautifully said. Beautifully said. We're his workmanship, so we have to do the work. <laughs> um, and I, I just want to continue this conversation about faith because, like I said, you had this beautiful renunciation. Um, I might have been in the camp, to be honest with you, eight years ago, where I thought maybe we should, we needed. Ten Commandments in schools, because I was so bombarded with this notion that we have this, you know, moral down backsliding going on in this country. And this is kind of the rhetoric that they push out there, that there's this moral backsliding. And so we have to reinsert Christianity and religion into the public square. Um, Meanwhile, meanwhile, while they are not acting as Christians in their practice, they are not living their faith. And um, of course, I've come full circle from this. It it just, it's simply unconstitutional bill to try to force a public entity such as a school to display a doctrine of faith. But can you just talk about that bill um, that's before the House and and some of your, like I said, beautiful um, feedback as a Christian Democrat? 
Yeah, well, first I want to validate your impulse, and it's an impulse that a lot of people across the political spectrum share, which is that our country is in a spiritual crisis. You know, our inability to love ourselves, love our neighbors, love our planet is literally killing us. And so that that instinct is correct. I do believe there is a moral and spiritual crisis in this country and in this world that has to be addressed. The problem is there are folks taking advantage of that crisis to, to push a sectarian, discriminatory, exclusionary Christian nationalist agenda. And so we got to separate these two things. I, my, I, I was a teacher before I ran for office. And when I first got elected here, I put forward a, a package of bills called the whole child agenda. And the idea was that we got to treat children as human beings first and students second. Academics are important, but we've also got to tend to the physical, mental, and spiritual health of the next generation. And so I'm all for students being exposed to the great religious traditions of the world, not just Christianity, but Judaism and Islam and Buddhism and and Hinduism. I'm all for students learning mindfulness in schools and learning meditation and reflection and exploring their their spiritual lives. I, I think that's that's certainly something we can do with the right protections in place. But these bills like mandating that the Ten Commandments be posted in every classroom are not doing that. They are pushing a, a narrow uh, exclusionary worldview on our students and discriminating against many students who don't belong to the Christian or Jewish tradition. So, um, you know, there is a problem, but this is not the right way to solve it. Yeah, and I think I think there's so many. I, I get this kind of feedback so often from our our viewers on Lights On. There's so many Christians out there that have that have either felt alienated by this certain um, movement within Christianity on the right to be, like you said, exclusionary. I happen to anytime I hear the term Christian nationalist, I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is an oxymoron. There's nothing nationalist about Christianity. Christianity yeah. is a universal doctrine. That's right. That's um, but I, 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 it's so inspiring and I think so necessary for Christians and non-Christians alike to have voices like yours, um, just just being an example of what living the faith is. Uh, like I said when we teased your interview last week on this show, um, you know one of one of the tenets of of Christianity that is so special to me and that I live by is, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And yeah. and that of course means that we are not forcing our works onto others if they are so inspired by our example beautiful but um, the foundation of this beautiful country is that we are all free to make those choices as as we are led Um, and so i i just i think it's so beautiful because there's so many people out there that i think have been alienated from the christian church in one on one hand because of of these these exclusionary and often very bigoted and hateful efforts and there are others that um that that, you know, um, I think have a very poor concept of Christianity because of it. And, and there's this unnecessary division. And then I think the most, the most dangerous is that, um, the politicians who, who, who cover themselves with this banner of Christianity, but do not live it, like I said, are, are misleading people like I used to be into thinking that they can be trusted because they are people of faith. 
That's right. Yeah, I, I'm so happy that you pointed out that Christian nationalism is an oxymoron. Um, you'll you remember from scripture that when Satan uh, attempts to, to uh, tempt Jesus, one of the things that Satan offers is all the political power in the world, all the kingdoms on earth. And Jesus rejects that temptation. And so that should tell us that political power is something that comes from Satan, not from Jesus, right? As you mentioned, Christianity is a universal um, religion of love. And your um, talking about letting your light shine before others is one of my favorite parts of scripture too. And right before that, Jesus tells a crowd of the forgotten, the persecuted, the outsiders, that they are the light of the world, right? He doesn't say, I am the light of the world. He says, you are the light of the world. And I told my students that on multiple occasions, and that applies to a Christian student just as much as it, as it applies to a Jewish, a Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist student, or an atheist student. An atheist student has a light that shines before others, and it's our job as educators and as policymakers and those who love democracy to support all those students and allow all of their lights to shine. Beautifully said. I know your time is precious today, so I want to let you go soon. But if you can just wrap that into your work as an as a legislator who is, comes yeah. from education, and I know you've been very vocal on efforts against um, banning books uh, yeah. and uh, other restrictive measures that I think really harken back to our worst um, periods of recent yeah. history. We really need to recognize these signals. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on in the Texas House with that? Well, let's connect it back to the thing we started our conversation with, which is the incidents in, uh, in Allen and Uvalde. The theme of this session has been protecting children. And Republican politicians in this Capitol have banned books in the name of protecting children. Republican politicians in this capital have banned drag queens in the name of protecting children. Yet those same Republican politicians won't lift a finger to address the leading cause of death among children in the United States, which is gun violence. And so if, if you're not doing something about guns in this country or in this state, you don't really care about kids. And I'm hopeful that there are people across our state, across our country waking up to this issue, and they're gonna hold all of us accountable in the next election and elect those who are truly interested in protecting kids and not just waging these culture wars. Representative Tellerigo, thank you so much for joining us today on Lights On and sharing with us. Thank you for having me and thank you for the work you do. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.